You guys know that I've joined the Motivated CEO podcast to the podcast Her Network. It's really been a game changer for the fast track to growing this podcast. And I am so excited to tell you that they are opening their doors right now for you to come and join too. If you want to learn more, join the founder, Joanne Bolt, and myself at the upcoming live masterclass, Three-Step Visibility Engine, by registering at podcasther.com forward slash masterclass. Are you ready to take your business to the next level and make the money you want so that you can create the impact you desire? Then you're in the right place. It's possible to run a successful business built around your life. Get ready for a little bit of tough love and a whole lot of strategy to grow your business without sacrificing your sanity. If you're ready to get out of your own way and step into the role of CEO, then let's go. I'm Amy Tra, and this is the Motivated CEO Podcast. I will tell you guys what, like, your mess is your message. And if we can harness that, oh my gosh, you will thrive so much faster. Today's guest is just the queen of all things confidence. She's a top-ranked podcast. She has been featured literally everywhere. She's been on the powerhouse stage. She is a top soul cycle instructor all of the things. She is just your bestie in helping you harness your bravery and take bold action. So with all of that being said, I would love to welcome in Madison. Welcome into the podcast. Hi. I'm like, how do I even follow up after that? My head is so big right now. Well, thank you for that. <laughs> I I receive that so much. Um, yeah. Well, like you said, uh, you know, for the better part of a decade. I've been teaching at a place called Soul Cycle, which is really great. You know, I'm literally on an elevated platform on a bike that goes nowhere every day. And that really is what led me to wanting to go beyond the bike. You know, the 45 minute class to 60 people was amazing. And I felt so much impact and it's so great, but it wasn't enough to just drop that you know, little golden nugget at the end of class as before we like come up and like, you know, all the confetti goes and all the stuff, the grand finale, if you will. So that's really uh, what led me to coaching beyond the bike and um, booking stages and wanting to speak more and really create more impact. I feel like I've been confined to Boston to a room full of bikes for so long. And that's really what made me want to break out beyond that. And of course, COVID did that and, you know, supercharged that a little further. And now I'm where I am today. So speaker, coach, podcast host, all the things. Oh my gosh. I love that. (laughs) Creating more impact. And that's what you're doing. You're literally empowering thousands upon thousands of people every single day. And something you're so good at is really empowering others of how to turn what we view as our mess into their message. Yeah. So with that, like, where do we even start for the person that's like, okay, I I feel like a hot mess. And if I share this, people are going to like judge me and think I'm full of a bunch of crap. Like where, how do we even begin to unpack that? Yeah. Well, I have this theory of like level, level with me, you know, when I think of leaders or people I follow, I never really relate to somebody that shows up super perfect and their hair is always done and their makeup's always done and their outfit is always perfect. And like, I love that. Sometimes it's really fun to see that. And it's very aesthetically pleasing but I think I don't relate that deeply to that. And I call this actually, I've never seen the show, The Walking Dead, but 
go with me here. I call it the walking dead truck. Like who are the people that are like in the trenches with you that are like riding shotgun with you? If the zombie apocalypse happen, like who are the leaders and the people that you want in your truck? Like, like almost like your people, your, the people that get you, that see you, that level with you. And I would say that 99% of the time, it's never somebody that is super picture perfect and has it all together. I like the messiness. I like the people that I can level with and say, hey, me too. And I think that in a leadership role, the more that you can step into that, the more you're going to make people feel seen, heard, and validated. And that is truly what creates connection. That is your connection point. And I think that's what makes you actually the most powerful kind of leader. Oh my gosh. So, so true. Because those are our basic needs as humans. We want to be seen. We want to be heard. We want to feel validated. Yet we're always judging other people. We're putting other people up on these pedestals and we forget that, guess what? We all have a mess somewhere in our lives. And when we can really lean into that and use it as kind of our superpower, oh my gosh, it gets so much easier to show up because now it's not exhausting because you're not trying to be that perfect polished person that that really isn't relatable. I'm the same way. Like if somebody's like constantly perfect, I'm like, that just seems exhausting to me. Yeah. Exhausting. That's the greatest way to describe it. You know, how I always alluded to, have you ever hung out with someone that is always right or always this or always that? It's very boring. It's annoying. You're like, I, I don't even want to be around this person. Um, and I think that that's really what it feels like when you're around somebody that's just like, there's no connection there. You're like, I don't get it. They don't get me. How could they ever get where I am in my life with my messy top knot and the clothing all around the house and the kids and whatever it is going on. And so I think, again, that point of connection really comes from being able to share super in the moment with where you're at and what's going on in your life. Yeah. I also think it takes a lot of bravery to do that because we don't want people to see us as anything but, you know, like you said, that pedestal thing, polished, whatever. But I think when you could really start to tear down those walls a little bit and show up just as you are, whatever's coming up for you that day, that's really, you know, authentic, such a buzzword. That's really what it is. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. And, you know, honestly, like in my experience, bravery has been nothing, like bravery is the key. Taking that bold action, that's the key to building confidence. It's having the courage to start before you feel ready. So I feel like we waste so much of our time. We're waiting. We're waiting until this happens, waiting until that happens. But we spend our lives waiting instead of taking this bold action. And I think a lot of it's just our ego getting in the way. And it's like once you kind of acknowledge it and say, you know what? I I know you're there. But I'm going to I'm going to just step out as me. I'm going to accept myself first. That's where people start to relate to you because they're like, "Oh my gosh, she's got a toppy toppy, a top knot that's all messy." Like, I do that too. "Oh my gosh, she's got laundry in the background." Like, I I have that too. Like, she's a real person. I feel like that builds those deeper connections. Thousand percent. And I think what you said, feeling ready, I think is the biggest scam on the planet. Nobody ever feels ready. You never, ever, ever a thousand percent feel ready ever. 
You can read every book. You can have every hypothesis. You can have every strategy. You can have everything. You can have every skill. You can literally be so well studied, but you have to get in your body and get into action. And like, it literally has to be in your body. And I think of that a lot of times when, you know, I was like learning how to teach yoga or whatever in your life or stepping on stage or doing a podcast, literally anything in your life, stepping into a meeting, stepping into an interview. You could be so well polished. You could know your resume to a freaking T. And you still have to step into that action and be bodied in that experience. And that's the only way you learn. Yeah. Truly. And I think also when we talk about mess, I think like we're, we're talking a little bit aesthetics. I also think that a lot of times we have certain experiences from our life that we think discredit us from showing up as leaders. Now we think some level of damage or dysfunction from our past kind of disqualifies us from being successful or being in a leadership or mentorship position now, when I actually think that again is your deepest point of connection to people, because I guarantee that there's someone else out there that is going through something so similar that needs to hear your voice and your story. And that's going to change the trajectory of their life. Mm, Yes. And when you really flip the lens to that perspective of, you know, what you have so much value to share with this world and by playing small, you're really holding back from the world and from people that you could really help if you're just willing to take that brave first step. And I love how you said, you know, you can have all the knowledge in the world, but you have to be willing to be a beginner. You know, it's like trying to read a book on how to swim and then you drop, jump in a pool. Never you actually literally pool. have to do it, right? <laughs> exactly. You can't learn how to swim by reading a book. You have to take the action. And even though it's a little scary at first, it's by stretching outside of that comfort zone and being willing to be a beginner that, yeah, that's when you really start to grow, evolve, and make an impact on others. Yeah. I think confidence and courage are so interchangeable to me because you can't have one without the other. So anybody that you look at that has that confidence or, you know, you're like, oh my gosh, how do they do that? It's because at some point they had courage. They had the courage to cannonball into the pool and go swimming. You know, we'll use that example. They had the courage to look like a beginner. They had the courage to be in their flop season. I keep laughing. Like, I feel like I'm in a flop season right now. Like nothing I do, even when I have like this, the viral sound and whatever, I feel like I'm in a flop season. And I'm like, you know what, whatever. If I stop showing up, then that, that, that is the worst thing I can do by stop. If you stop showing up, quitting your, your end game is inevitable. You're done there. But if you keep showing up, you're going to keep learning and keep evolving and figuring it out and moving and molding and shifting. And then you get to whatever that next version of yourself is. Or you start to learn, okay, this is works, this doesn't work. And I'm using, you know, Instagram as an example, but it could be for literally anything across the table. Yeah. Yeah. I'm interrupting this episode to share a free online networking opportunity for female entrepreneurs. Join me for Coffee Talk every Monday at 1230 Eastern Standard Time and connect with like-minded entrepreneurs leveling up and stepping into the role of the CEO of their business. Details can be found in the show notes. I would love to see you there. Exactly. And I love how you said, you know, you're in this, this season right now. And I think that's what we forget as business owners that we think it should just be a constant. I'm seeing progress, 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 this uphill trajectory, 
but that's not the reality. There's ups and downs. There's seasons of growth. There's seasons when nothing seems like it's working, but you hit the key point right there, which is you have to keep showing up and evolving. If you can learn from what's working, what's not, and really view your business more objectively, it gets easier. It gets easier because now you're not so emotionally tied up and you know what, this isn't working right now in this season. Like, oh, okay, that's fine. Keep showing up, figure out what will work. Maybe you need to adjust something here or there. Maybe the strategies you used to use aren't as effective as they are now. And that's okay. That evolution is necessary to grow as a business owner. Yeah, you nailed it right there. And I think that so many people just end up quitting because it gets a little tough or it gets a little shaky or, you know, like you said, the trajectory is up, 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 up. And then they have like a little dip and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm losing it all. It's all going away. Oh my gosh, my gosh, you know, mayday, mayday, mayday. When that's really just part of the process, but we have to be constantly reminded of that because it is not comfortable and it doesn't feel good. It certainly doesn't stroke our ego that loves being on the up, up, up. But if you really stick to your guns, then you will come out the other side. And I think that has a lot to do with, you know, motivation is very fleeting, but discipline is forever. If you're disciplined in your action, you will figure it out because you're not always going to be on the up and you're not always going to feel motivated. But if you have the tools and principles and practice to stay disciplined and keep going, keep on keeping on, you're going to figure it out eventually. Like the ship will ride itself. Yeah. I'm so glad that you said that because- Motivation does fade. People all the time are like, I just need more motivation. I need motivation to do this. And it's like, no, it's the discipline. And this is the part of running a business that's not sexy. It's not sexy to show up every single day and, you know, not have that validation. Because like you said, it's our ego. It's our ego getting in the way when we're so conditioned to know, you know, okay, what's the like, what's the engagement rate? What's this? What's that? You know, and we base our worth off of that. Or the trophy or the prize right. or this or the right. promotion. But there's no trophy. No. Yeah. There's no trophy at the end of the day, right? I haven't found one. Have you? <laughs> no, I, I haven't gotten a trophy in a really long time. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. So I think if we just really hunker down and realize this is a long game, this is a game of consistency. And those that are successful are the ones that are the most disciplined and stay the course. Like you said, that ship will right itself eventually. You just have to weather the storm and stay resilient. I think resilience as a business owner is so key, so key. Yeah. And it's challenging, right? I don't think a lot of people say it's hard. It's challenging. You know, I'm in it. I'm in the storm. Ah." And I think again, that alludes back to what we talked about at the beginning about being a really like sought after leader, a great leader is being able to, again, level with people. Yeah, me too. It's creating that me too effect of like, I see you, I hear you. Oh my gosh, I had that happen to me too. This is maybe what helped me. I don't know if it's going to help you, but um, I can at least tell you my story so you don't feel so alone in the process and feel like you're just like out in the middle of the ocean fighting for your life type of thing. Um, So absolutely. Now, because our ego is always there. You know, we're always afraid to yeah. really step out. How? What advice can you give to the woman listening to this podcast saying, okay, that's great. You're saying to own my mess. I know that I need to use that, but I'm scared. I'm scared to start. What words of wisdom 
can you give to her? Or what might be that first step that someone can take in order to start embracing the chaos, embracing the journey that is entrepreneurship? Yeah. You know, I think a lot of times people think they have to have it all figured out at once. Like that analogy of like, you see that staircase and you back away because you're like, oh my gosh, I have no idea how I'm going to get up there. It just doesn't make sense. Even though you have each little step in front of you, you're like, no way. Cause you're just so focused on the top. And all you have to be willing to do is take that first step. I think so many people are searching for this, like really like, oh, like emotional, like sexy red, easy button, you know, boom. Like I'm going to feel that thing just take the first step. If that's like flipping open your camera and just talking to the camera and saying like, Hey, this is where I'm at today. You know, I took my kids here. I did this or I did this and it was crazy and great, whatever. Maybe it's just taking that first initial step of maybe going to Amazon and putting the microphone in your cart and buying it and having it show up at your house. Okay. I'm taking the first step. It's like these tiny 1% that we always discredit ourselves for taking are actually the things that add up to where we want to go. But we have to be willing to take tiny steps here and there, those tiny 1% over and over. And I wish there was a kind of like one size fits all answer for that, but there really isn't. It's like, if you have a goal or you have something that's really on your heart that you really want to achieve, then reverse engineer it. You do not have to have it all figured out at once, but you do have to take that first step. I think yeah. of, I don't know, this is so silly, but I love movies and all the things, but I literally think of Anna in Frozen 2 when she's like stuck in the cave and she's like, just take the next right step. You don't have to have it all figured out. You don't have to know the entire thing, but you do have to be able to take a little bit of action, a little step towards where you want to go. Yeah. It's really that simple. I think that right there is the secret that everybody's searching for because that's hard to do. It's hard to take action because again, that ego is getting in our way. It's our biggest overhead. I know Chris Harder's always saying that, but it's true. It's doing the thing. It's taking the first step, taking the action that really will get you the results. And by playing small, you're not helping anyone. No one is benefiting from you playing small. Any one of these, these celebrities out there, all of these people that we've put up there on those pedestals, they started as beginners, but they were just willing to take the next step and the next step and the next step. And we forget that we all started at ground zero. I mean, yourself included. You didn't wake up one day and have a bajillion followers. It was like, no, you just kept showing up over and over and over. So we really have to give ourselves permission to start and the discipline to then keep going, to keep taking those small steps because those small steps, when you look back, it's like, oh, I made a lot of progress this year. I made a lot of progress this month. And I think we discount that and we don't take the time to celebrate every single win, no matter how big or how small it is. So something even as simple as, you know what? I told myself I want to start a podcast. I'm just going to put a mic in the cart. Like stop overanalyzing every single thing and start taking action because you can always change course. You can change direction. But until you take that action, you're not going to get the results. You're not going to know what's working and what's not working. And get in the routine of it. And you know, like you could even take that even further. Just pull out your voice note in your car and just start talking to yourself. Start talking to yourself. I swear if somebody had my apartment bugged, they'd be like, this girl is crazy. Like this girl is crazy. 
yes. talking to herself all day, literally talking to myself, talking out different speaking things, talking out different ideas on podcasts, talking to myself in the shower, having full fledged performances, like all day being able to like be practiced in that. And, you know, this is an example I use a lot and it's kind of silly, but you know, a town fair, you know, you go and you eat like, you know, a giant turkey leg or like whatever they sell there, candy apples, the weird rides, whatever. But I think of like, think of like the most gargantuan chocolate chip cookie you've ever seen in your life. And somehow you got, you know, you raised your hand and somehow you're in this competition to eat this giant cookie. Now, if someone played this cookie in front of you, you'd be like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to start. Do I start over here? Do I start on that side? Do I start on the top? Do I start on the bottom? Do I eat the chips first? Do I go here? You ask yourself all these different things that put you in this level of analysis paralysis. And that is what we do in our entire lives when we see this big picture thing, or we're comparing that big cookie to someone else's big cookie over there. And all you have to do is just take the first bite. That's it. Yeah. Take the first bite. It's that easy. It's really that easy. And yeah. And we're oversimplifying it. Like it's so much, uh, it's, it makes so much more sense if someone were to be like, this is my problem right here. And then, and then that, that's a great point right there. If you have a mentor or a coach or someone that you can talk to about this, cause I guarantee you most of the time you're just swirling around in your head and making the problem bigger than it is. Or like, oh my gosh, I don't know. Blah, 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 and you let your pony, I call it go into the badlands, like riding your pony to the badlands. Your mind is like a bad neighborhood. You can't go there alone. You got to call a friend. You got to phone a friend like, and who wants to be a millionaire. And usually they'll be able to say, oh, babe, you want to start a podcast? Well, guess what? You have a phone in your pocket. That's like a full fledged computer. So just start talking in your voice notes, at least start getting ideas. Maybe you're driving. Don't, you know, have your phone when you're driving, but maybe if you're at a soccer game or you're here, you're in the grocery parking lot, like all the locations for my voice notes are bananas and just talk about a subject or an idea, or maybe a story comes up for you, or you're listening to music in your car and you're like, oh my gosh, that time in college, when this thing happened, I had no idea that it was going to be like, oh, no. just start talking about it. Cause then at least the very least you're compiling ideas. And then you can go talk about them on a podcast or a stage or whatever it is, the thing you, you know, you want to most achieve in this world. Maybe you're like, totally not my lane. I want to achieve this new job, this new thing. Okay. Send one resume. Again, it's like the one thing, the 1%, the one thing here. And yeah. that usually will create some level of change or start to get you in again, that like movement, that discipline of showing up for yourself day in and day out. Yes. Showing up for yourself because it's the action. The action creates momentum and momentum creates mm -hmm. results. It's as simple as this. So be bold, be courageous and start owning your mess because you have value to share to this world. We need you. You have the solution to someone's problem. It is your responsibility to share it. Oh my gosh, Madison, this was so much fire in such a short period of time. How can we get into your world, binge your podcast, tell us all the things? Yes. Thank you so much for giving me the floor. Um, so my first name is Madison. My last name is Chaconi. You can probably see that in the notes, but my handle is at MadsTads, M-A-D-D-Z-T-A-D-D-Z. And fun fact about me, my maiden name is Chaconi, which also is Madonna's. So Mad Chaconi, about every Mad Chaconi handle was taken when it really became time to like, 
create the brand for myself. So Mads Taz was my high school nickname going back to, you know, high school, college and forevermore will be until the next evolution. So hang out with me there, stock my Instagram. That's where you can find my podcast, Wicked Fearless, my coaching freebies, all that. Be sure to check out, check out all the links in my profile. And yeah, that's pretty much where it goes down. I always say it goes down in the DM. And if you got a golden nugget or an aha moment from this podcast with Amy and I, be sure to take a screenshot wherever you are, walking your dog, on a walk, at the soccer game, in your car, at the grocery store, wherever you are, take a screenshot and tag us on Instagram. We do this because we want to connect with you and see those ripple effects out in the world. That would mean the most to me, and I know it would mean the most to you too, Amy. Absolutely, it would. Oh my gosh. Madison, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to just share so many valuable nuggets of wisdom and takeaways with our listeners. I just, I know I took so much away from it and I appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. And until next time, mamas, stop dreaming and start taking messy action. You've got this. Are you loving what you're hearing? Do us a favor and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. 